Welcome to ATRA, Voices from the Field. This sustainable agriculture podcast is presented by the National Center for Appropriate Technology with support from USDA Rural Business Cooperative. Hi, this is Rich Myers with NCAT. This episode features Robert Maggiani, a sustainable agriculture specialist with NCAT's ATRA, the National Sustainable Agriculture Information Service. Robert, who works out of NCAT's Southwest Regional Office in San Antonio, Texas, has a conversation with Taya O'Carroll, the founder and CEO of Yield Organic. Yield Organic is an online marketplace based in San Antonio for organic and non-GMO crops. You can find Yield Organic at www.yieldorganic.com. That's www.yieldorganic.com. Taya is a fourth-generation farmer who, along with her family, transitioned their northeast Nebraska grain farm to organic about 10 years ago. She and Robert talk about Yield Organic, how it works, and how it came about. Let's listen. This is Robert. I'm in the San Antonio office. We're here with Teo Carroll. We're going to do an interview about her really cool technology of a virtual marketplace. But briefly, Teo, primar- uh, first, uh, tell us a little bit about your family's ag history. Okay. Uh, why are y'all farmers? Uh, why am I farmers? <laughs> okay, generational. So, Robert, thank you for having me here today. I really appreciate it. Um, from northeast Nebraska, that's where my family's from. I'm, depending on who's counting, at least fourth generation on my land. And it's been in the family. Actually, when I say that, my mother cringes <laughs> because we've been farming, I guess, for generations and centuries. So both both sides of my family. So it's just in our blood, I guess. Okay, thanks. Um, what made you want to do an online marketplace? Oh, <laughs> Um, I think my own personal challenges led me to my own online marketplace. So we decided to take our farms organic 10 years ago. Um, This harvest season is our 10th year. And in doing that, we came across several challenges. I mean, the marketplace has changed a lot in the last 10 years, which I'm grateful for. Um, But there's still those barriers out there that exist that are kind of sometimes hindering farmers from maybe making that leap, that transition to organic. So what I did is, from based on my own experiences and going through the marketing challenges, I decided since I have a technology background to also use that combined with my farming background, agricultural background, and it shouldn't be so hard. It shouldn't be so hard to market our crops. So it's an online platform to be able to connect producers and buyers, and we remove those barriers to marketing and finding each other. Okay, so how, how would a farmer sign up for your service? Sure, it's a um, good question. It's pretty easy. You literally just go online. It's uh, yieldorganic.com, and once you're there, there's, like on the website, there's a section you can just hit login and it'll take you through the prompts and you just set up an account the accounts for free and that's it start placing an ad it seems a little too easy to be true <laughs> so why don't why don't all the farmers in nebraska and all the farmers in kansas and iowa and everywhere why aren't they on that line service now Actually, yes. I'm, I'm glad you asked the good questions and the tough questions. So some of it is, it does sound too good to be true, but it doesn't have to be. I think that's kind of the catch. I think the catch comes from people need to know you exist 
to be able to know that you have a service. It takes time. We've, we've all been in this business probably for quite some time. We have to kind of get to know each other. We, we operate a lot on trust. We operate on people want to get to know me. You know, why am I doing this? What motivates me? All those things are things that, like I said, it takes a little bit of time for people to get to know us. Can a farmer who's interested in learning your your site actually see the buyers who are who are also paying attention? Um, actually, no. So that too. So when you guys go online, um, like I said, it's free to sign up. So just sign up for free. Um, it's interesting because perceptions create expectations when you go out there so when you go out online and you're thinking you're going to see something like the chicago board of trade or something like that you're not it doesn't work that way in the organic industry it doesn't look that way in the organic industry so if you go out there and it looks like what i call crickets (laughs) you like you're like where is everybody is this really working what i would tell you is go for it there's people out there looking that you would never know are actually out there with um eyes into the system so just because you don't see them doesn't mean they don't exist so it sounds a little vague um, but trust me your stuff will get sold it's just a matter of time and that's something else too so it takes to sell an organic commodity it can sell in two hours it can sell in eight weeks i mean it's just something that people need to have that expectation that understanding up front to realize that this isn't maybe something that's going to happen on a dime. It's not like us just calling up our local elevator and saying, yep, today's the day I'm going to sell it. Let's go. It doesn't usually quite work that easily or that quickly. Do you have to register with the State Department of Ag as a grain elevator or anything like that? No. Um, that is something that differenti- differentiates me. So I think I'm easier to describe if I describe what I'm not rather than what I am. So what I'm not is I'm not that buyer, broker, dealer, merchandiser. So I'm not the person that actually takes possession of the grain. I'm not the person who actually does any of the financial processing. What I am is literally a connector. I'm somebody who brings people together to provide them with opportunities that they may never have known existed before. Sometimes we're so busy, and we can all probably relate to this, we're so busy that it's like, it takes so much time to get done what we need to do every day, that it's hard if it's not in our passion, like the farming might be, to look up and look for opportunities. And it takes time. Where do you look? What do I do? How do I find them? How do I connect with them? They're not calling me back. All those things are things that, the reason we exist. To provide those opportunities, So imagine this. So imagine if you had like this, there's papers here sitting on Robert's desk. So imagine if you're a farmer, you're busy. How do I find opportunities? What if you had an opportunity to reach out online and we work together and I put those opportunities in front of you? You choose what fits for you. You choose the price. You choose when to sell. But you have an ally, somebody there to help you do it. So how does a buyer register on your line on your service same way same way it's pretty easy um same thing the buyer goes on they just go to the yield organic website hit the login side and go through the steps to register it's it really is that easy (laughs) so once a buyer registers 
then I guess he or she at any time can go back to your site and, and search some yes. drop-down box or something that says, I want number two yellow grade A corn mm-hmm. delivered from Kansas on a certain day, and some opportunities will pop up that meet those criteria? Yes. So they, they have the opportunity to go through and do, like, look at everything that's listed or just like robert's saying they have you have the opportunity to go out there and say i'm searching for a specific crop maybe in a specific zip code because you're only willing to you know transport it to a certain destination all these things that or even in a price range all these things impact what we how we source and what we pay for so you have the ability to search through all those parameters and bring up what might be for there and we also do something a little bit different to help um, both um, producers and buyers is it's like priming a pump you know when something's new you have to like have that push-pull dichotomy it's of to get everybody in the same place at the same time and to know it's there because maybe you didn't look yesterday maybe it's there today so what we also do is we provide like marketing updates to buyers it's um, basically an advertisement saying hey this is what's out there Are you interested and it just keeps that interest that momentum moving and um, to get the exposure for your crops without you having to do it Okay, so then you actively market the website. Yes, absolutely, okay. absolutely. And so you do you travel around to conferences and let <laughs> yeah. people know? Yeah, Tell so us where you've been? Okay, a um, little bit everywhere. So you know, I can't think. So I've been I, to Acres. Yep, I presented at Acres. Um, I presented at Moses last year. So last year was Ohio. Last year, of course, it's um, Wisconsin. So all those locations, um, I'm also a member of the Organic Trade Association. So they have conferences and different things I've spoken at, um, sustainability conferences. I work a lot with regenerative. Um, it's, it's endless. And I'm also working with buyers to help bring their contracts opportunities to you. So as a farmer, sometimes we get a little challenged like, well, great, what do you want me to grow? You know, because something was hot last year or the last couple of years, well, do I plant it? Is it a risk? Is there a market? Um, I don't have those answers, but the buyers do. And the buyers, um, what I'm working with is to open those lines of communication to be able to get them to ideally, it doesn't always work this way. Not every company wants to do this, but if they're open to sourcing a specific crop or a specific commodity and they're looking for farmers to produce that crop, um, we're putting out growing contracts is what I call them. And it's not not yield organics contract, it's actually that buyer's contract. So to help ease some of those pressures as we're going through the season getting ready for operating capital, it just helps when you walk into the bank and you have that leverage with you. Okay. Yeah. So what do you what do you see as offering or, or maybe adding to what you're offering on your website maybe for next year? Is there Ooh. another bell and whistle you're going to add? Yes. Um, there's actually, it's, it's fun because what I have the opportunity, like Robert said, is when you travel to different conferences, you're with a lot of different people, you one of the best things and my favorite things to do is I connect with people so I hear those common threads of what's happening across the United States and it brings together different things so for example it helps me to 
like solve problems collectively. Sometimes we go out online and we've had this conversation before. It's like, great, I'm a producer. I want to transition to organic. How do I provide all those financials? What do I provide to the bank? So things like that, I keep hearing the same ringing problem and it shouldn't be a problem. But where do you get the information? So I put out free eBooks. Those are on the website as well. Um, it, they're simple to find. They're free. Dis, disperse them wherever you want. Just use them. It's a tool so you go into the bank prepared instead of coming in there and sometimes leaving not feeling quite as good as you wanted to <laughs> when you went in. Uh, so I hear things like that. So we continue to put out new materials as far as resources and tools that are available. Um, we're also thinking about changing a few other things, so, but I'm gonna, they're not quite developed yet, so I'm gonna have to leave that as a TBD, or to okay. be announced. Okay, do you only list organic product on your webpage? We have, organic is a primary focus, but I think it's so important to support the farmers through that transitional phase, because sometimes it's a tough market. That transitional market, that non-GMO, There's a lot of demand for it, but how do you find an outlet for it? And what I've noticed personally is location, location, location. So it's all about where you are and how far maybe, like if you're on the river, Mississippi River, something like that, you're in Missouri River, you're going to have barges. If you can load directly into the barge, you're going to have more opportunities for a premium than somebody who's you know, much farther away and there might not be a facility close by. So you're going to burn your opportunity, those extra cents or whatever they're going to be paying you for that non-GMO or transitional product, um, but it gets eaten up when you go deliver it. So it's a little bit frustrating, but I do work anytime I can support them or find an outlet for the non-GMO, I will. But the primary activity I would say is organic. So is there, in your mind, is there a lack of organic product being provided to the marketplace? Is it, is it hard to find, is it hard to sync up uh, a contract with actual product? Um, as far as the buyer side trying yes, to find yeah. somebody? Um, everybody has an opinion about this, but for me, there's, if you just look at the general statistics, Kashi does an amazing job. Any large trade show that you go to, like Expo West, Expo East, anything like that, that's more focused towards buyers, they have done a great job. They put this giant footprint of a 1% sign out there to remind people that less than 1% or around that number is actually what is being produced organic in the United States today. So there is plenty of room for supply, whether it's feed or food. There's endless opportunity. If you look at the AMS reports and you look at like the increase that we've even seen in poultry and eggs and the demand that's gone up for that in the last year to two years, we have to feed them. So there's plenty of room for it to be produced and consumed and sold. So how do you convince all of your conventional neighbors that are all around you <laughs> to try the transition? Um, hmm. I think it depends on what year you would ask me that. So 10 years ago, it was, I'm, how would I be polite? So a lot of times I end up like coffee shop talk because it's like in the beginning it was like, oh, this isn't going to work. It can't work. What am I going to do? That crazy lady, you know, all these things. I can't wait to see how many weeds are in her field. I mean, the list, it's actually kind of painful to think of how bad it can make somebody feel when they don't know what to expect or what can happen. But I think if you don't throw your skin in the game, you 
you know, what do you have to lose? What do you have to complain about if you don't know? And that's that Grow Organic ebook is one of them that I kind of told my personal story. I put out, you know, the financials that we've had on organic ground for the last, oof, I don't even know how many years are in there. I have to go back to the book, as well as yield differences. All those things are common questions. What do you do about the weeds? You know, how do you manage these things? And it doesn't have to be hard. I think a lot comes through you have to want to do it. And I know I don't mean to make this sound simple, but a lot of anytime we're going through change, whether it's organic or something else, 90% of the shift starts up here. You know, it starts in your thoughts, in your patterns of what you're willing to take on and what the perceived risk might be for the reward. But Robert and I've had this conversation before is if you look at the long-term projections for the crop prices, for commodity prices, and you know, there's there's actuaries out there. Sometimes you believe the numbers, sometimes you don't. But if you actually go out there, take a look at those numbers, and you go back in time, they're really pretty good. You know, <laughs> the guys are doing a good job. So, but on the scary side is when you look at those numbers and you look at what they're projecting for like the next 10 years, it's a rolling trend. So it's nice. They give you a couple of years in arrears and then you're able to look forward. And when you look at those numbers, I think the startling part is there's not a lot of change and they're not, in my opinion, good numbers that allow a farmer to even survive, let alone exist or thrive. So what I would tell people is, and again, I don't mean to make this sound simple, but it doesn't have to be maybe as painful as it was for some people that had gone organic so many years before because we have so many more resources available. But time's going to go by with or without us. And if I spend three years frustrated and complaining about the prices of, you know, our conventional commodities, and I had just started with 10 acres, 20 acres, 100 acres, you know, whatever it is, 1,000 acres, whatever you're comfortable with, that time is going to march by and you will at least be ticking towards something that is and has been paying you a better price. Well, if I'm not mistaken, the, the price premium on the, the grains that we're talking about mm-hmm. is about 2x, isn't it? The, yes. The organic price is about double. Yes. It, conventional. And that's definitely for the feed grade, for sure. Two times, three times. It depends. It's like any other thing. It depends on supply and demand that's available. But yes, so far, we've been able to count on two to three times the price. That's a pretty generous premium. It's got to make a lot of farmers <laughs> at least stop and think, right? I hope so. I do. Um, something I'm very passionate about, and I'll tell a little bit about myself, and it's it's not age-related. I don't really care how old I am. I'm grateful to have been here because every day adds an experience. And one of the experiences I grew up with that was, I, I'm kind of teary-eyed, is, is really challenging is I was small, but I remember the 80s. And I one thing that I wish for everybody is to never, ever experience something like that again. And I just think that we're personally at a tipping point. And if you have a choice, start making the move now. Um, if you haven't made it, go for it. Well, Tia, I appreciate the opportunity. I'll uh, leave it with those words of wisdom. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, Robert. Thanks for listening to Atra Voices from the Field. Depending on the platform you're listening to, be sure to rate us and leave a review or comment. You can get in touch directly with Robert Maggiani via email at robertm at That's R-O-B-E-R-T 
m at ncat.org. And remember, there will be links to Yield Organic and related ATRA resources in the notes accompanying this podcast. Please call ATRA with any and all of your sustainable agriculture questions at 1-800-346-9140 or email us at askanag at incat.org. That's A-S-K-A-N-A-G at N-C-A-T dot org. Our two dozen specialists can help you with a vast array of topics, everything from farm planning to pest management, from produce to livestock and soils to aquaculture. You can get in touch with them and find our other extensive and free sustainable agriculture publications, webinars, videos, and other resources at our website, www.atra.ncat.org. That's www.attra.ncat.org. We'll catch you next week, and until then, keep on farming.